give me a little sizzle on your steak over there. I yo, yo, yo. Medium rare. Medium. Perfect. Yeah, don't go past that. Like, medium's the cutoff point here, folks. Nice, 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 nice. Oh, you sound good. Right back you sound, at you. You sound Friday good, babe. Dude, Friday good. I feel Friday good. That's how I go. That's how I do. You smell Wednesday mediocre. Well, you know, I mean. But you, you sound Friday good. That's fine. People can't smell me through the microphones yet. So until that technology is invented, I'm not even that worried. Smellcast? Coming probably soonish. Is that the next stage in podcasting? Because, I mean, podcasting was an audio form, and now video podcasting is very common. Smellcast? Is that on the horizon? The, the smellcast is coming. Sniffcast. I, you know, honestly, like, I think we can leave smell out of major media, and it's probably for the better. It depends on the it depends on the content, right? I mean, what right. if you're doing a cooking podcast, Ooh, bro? Yeah, no, cooking shows for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's get the smells injected in here as quick as possible. Yeah. Tech nerds, where you at? At the same time, if you're like doing like a zoo podcast, you could do without the smell. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Zoo podcast, keep the smells out right. of this game. Don't want them here. Don't need them here. Yeah, podcasting probably- about waste disposal. We could also. Well, there might not be very many well, luckily, podcasts. Even about when the smell cast come, it's probably going to be really expensive mics that we wouldn't buy anyway. So we probably it'd be it's like three D cameras where it's like yeah. you know the 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 people at the lower end aren't going to be invested with the right stuff to do it anyway. So. The microphone is the device that you think is going to produce the aroma. Well, I mean, like some yeah, some addition to the microphone kit, but yeah, you'd have to record the, the smell mi- somehow. I just want to record a smell. Oh, so you're saying that the microphone would. Like, in tandem. Like, well, yeah, you, like, link your camera and your, you know. So it, the microphone would pick up your current scent. Perhaps. I don't know. I haven't invented the technology. Who knows how it's going to happen? Do you think there's going to be, like, a nose off to the side? Like, a programmed digital nose that's just kind of, like, picking up the aromatics of the day? I suppose. But then what would what would be on the other end? Like, an ass would be on the other end that's sending out the smell to the, the listeners and sniffers? And sniffers, yeah, it's actually like a little installment that people make in their car stereos. Yeah. yeah, And you get to look at some ass while you're driving down the road. That's a win-win. It comes with like the progressive thing that saves you on car insurance by monitoring whether or not you speed. Mm, that yeah. That's the marketing angle. This that's also the, turns your podcast into a sniff cast. That's the full circle motion Never right there. ending air freshener I got rid of one variety. Of those- I got rid of those uh, speed monitor things from the insurance company after like three weeks. I, I can't believe that. you ever got one because you're a fucking horrible driver. Yeah, dude, I'm a bad driver and I'm fast as fuck. That was why. Uh, I don't know, man. I was really. I was. Uh, I, they were like, you could save like twenty bucks a month by putting this in your car. I was like, all right, sure. Whatever. That would be like me voluntarily putting a breathalyzer on my steering wheel to save twenty bucks a month. <laughs> it's a horrible idea. Bad idea. Who thought of that? <laughs> well, you know, that seems like as good a place to officially start this thing out, man. Welcome, yep. folks. It's uh, it's Friday down here in the underground. My name is Derek Weber. Derek. Derek. As always, down here with my man Nikki Sager. Hey, Nikki, cover Winkler in bees. Tell him what's up, dude. D's happy Friday. This is the week five edition of the Friday Five. Hell yeah. Friday Five Five. Friday five, five at Five. 
There's a lot of fucking Fs. The fucking Fantasy Football Friday Five, Week Five edition, with French fries. Fuck me sideways. That sounds pretty good to me. I'm in. You only had one F word in that whole goddamn thing. I had one F. Yeah, I, not as many Fs as you had. Not bad. Uh, Final Fantasy. Fuck me sideways. Full frontal. Full frontal Final Fantasy. Fuck me Fridays. Yes. Yeah. Tifa. Tifa. If you get that reference, you're my kind of guy. <laughs> let's just get at it, man. The people kind of know Fine. what the Friday Five is about, but let's just give them a quick rundown anyway. All right. What do we do in step one of the Friday Five, Nick? Step five, we highlight three game bets of the week. I do mine on the gold, silver, bronze, or three-star, two-star, one-star grading system. D's hopefully has prepared some type of very advanced metaphor that's going to revolve around a sandwich or a delectable piece of candy, something along those lines that he's going to push together the way that he came up with his three. We're also going to throw one player prop at you. We're going to have one parlay of the week. Parlays are usually a little bit out there. We grade all these picks, by the way. We use a very simple system. One unit per pick for the three game plays and one prop. Quarter unit for the parlay because they're usually insanity, but still have a high profit margin should you happen to nail one. I'm hitting at a pretty big tier. Uh, pretty pretty high level of success. And you listen, quite frankly, man, I'm just going to say it. If you're not listening to this and if you're not following what I'm suggesting to play, like, I don't know what the fuck you're listening to. I mean, I'm up 8.9 units this year coming at you with a record. 2-2 two and two week one, 4-0 and oh week two, 3-0 oh and one week three, 3-1 three and one last week. Do the math, Dees. 12-3-1, son. Although, to be fair, we were both dead wrong in our drunk hypothesis Sunday that the Rams would wax that ass on San Fran on Monday. Yeah. We missed on that one. But, you know, that was that was drunk Gus coming up with... Uh, drunk Gus? I wish we were hanging out with drunk Gus. I wish that we were hanging out with any... Wait, like the Gus bus? Gus Edwards? Uh, I was picturing, like, Gus from Psych. That's where I always go with Gus. But Gus Edwards would be cool, too, Burton Gooster. Burton Gooster. Yeah, that was bad. I didn't play that, but I wish I, I wish I had never discussed it. It's fine, whatever. You Ever. know, that's the way it should go. Sometimes, man. McVeigh can't beat Shanahan. I don't know. It it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Doesn't make a lot of sense is right, but yet it keeps going down that way. For now, you know, it's a their their coaching careers are young. The I think battles they will have are many. I think I read the forty. This is a bizarre stat, but I think I read the 49ers defense has scored a touchdown in their last four games against the Rams. Dang. What the fuck is that, man? The fuck is that is right, dude. That's some shenaniganry. Dees, you want to flip something? Yeah, dude, we can flip some stuff, man. I don't know. I got it. Let's see. I got a lighter in my pocket. I think we can flick a bick as always. You know. Oh yeah. So this one's not even a bick or back. This one is either going to be CX horticulture or hort us wholesale side. So CX. Or Hort Us. Wait, you have a lighter that endorse? Are those two different companies? Yeah, I think they are. I don't know, man. I don't really know how I got this lighter, to be honest. I've had it for a little while. I don't really know where it came from. God. Give me the Horticulture company. Horticulture, baby! 
Did you throw it so far away you can't read it? No, I could read it. It's the Hort Us Wholesale. The problem is, I think they're both horticulture companies. One of them says well, one the of them four has the... word horticulture. All right, I I meant the one with the word horticulture. Right, well, then in it, that I case, I win. All right, that's fair. All right, uh, I'm going to have you go first. Do you want pick what? Choose which pick you want to hear from. I want to hear the bronze pick. I want you to bronze? climb your way up, bronze, silver, gold. I want I want you to climb your way on up. It's probably the way to do it. I, yeah. I would assume that's probably the uh, the move here. So, well, actually, hang on. Uh, the, the play is going to be the commies, all right? Commies against Tennessee. This is – I feel like I've got a, a, an ongoing theme here, but at the same time, it seems to be working. So, I mean, why, why stick with a good thing? Washington is a 2.5-point underdog. According to Covers.com, as of this moment, 93% of the betting public is on Tennessee. Wow. According oh, to wow. Another, another website that I frequent, 83% is on the, 83% of the betting public is on Tennessee. There's two things that I want to unravel here. If there are 83% of the public on one side of a, of a play and casinos books, whatever, are not moving the line, that means that either they assume that a high percentage of the population is just flat out wrong, or that they are taking a lot of money on the small percentage that's betting the other side, right? Which would be the people betting Washington, which is probably the right side to be on because they're going to win the game anyway. Um, I'm not sure what Tennessee does that justifies being favored in this game. Tennessee just beat a atrocious Colts team last week in a game that they were vastly outgained. I mean, despite the fact that they won that game, bear with me very briefly so I can tell you how poorly they were outgained. But do you want to take a shot in the dark? Do you want to guess? Uh, I'll say outgained by 200 yards. Come on, man. Nah. Are you serious? Outgained by a buck 50? All right. I was guessing high because you made it sound really high. I know. Well, you set me up to make a high guess. I don't know, man. I did say. I, I guess. I feel like you're taking all the steam out of my pillow here. Do you put steam <laughs> in pillows? No, you definitely what don't. What do you put that's... my teapot? You're unsteaming my pot. Yeah, but that seems like a good thing because I don't want all that steam up in my teapot. I want to drink the tea eventually. If there's all that steam up in there, I can't drink any You can't make the fucking tea without the steam. Well, yeah, you make the tea, but then you got to get rid of the steam. You, you don't get me forever. No, you don't. You just take the pee out of the. You take the tea out of the pot. Yeah. The steep. Tennessee was outgained three hundred and sixty-five to two hundred and forty-four. One hundred and twenty-one yards. That's a lot. That's a lot. And furthermore, like it's not easy to win an NFL game when you only scored, but you only moved the ball of two hundred and forty-four fucking yards. Um, Tennessee's gonna have a really hard time applying pressure on. Carson Wentz, no Harold Landry, their best outside rusher. Jeffrey Simmons could do a little bit of havoc in the inside because Washington's interior offensive line is nothing impressive. But if they can find a way to bottle him up, if they can put two guys on him, they're going to have success moving the ball on the ground. Tennessee's cornerbacks are absolutely fucking piss poor. McLaurin, Dotson, Curtis Samuel, one of them is going to have a good game. I don't know which one. Maybe two of them have average, below average, or above average games. But there's nothing on the defensive side of the ball that makes me think Tennessee is going to slow down Washington. 
the commies only hope I'm sorry, the, the Titans only hope is that Carson Wentz just goes full blown Carson Wentz and has like two to three of those plays where you look at the replay and you're like, what the Wentz were you doing here? Yeah, which is always possible, man. That's always on the table. That's always a reality that can occur at any given time. Wentz can come at you in such a aggressively bad way. Wentzian. Very Wentzian. But all right, that's a, that's a solid bronze play. Commies. Getting a, getting up in some bad football game. Getting getting up in there. If you're nervous, you could probably buy it up to three. I don't I don't think buying points usually makes sense. Like all you're doing is you're buying a point you're buying half a point to hope for a push. Yeah. Like if you're afraid of losing, you just shouldn't fucking bet the game to begin with. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. It's my theory. So my uh, my first bet here I need I need to understand that there's probably a term for what I'm doing with this bet. Uh, and this is where our uh, more seasoned veteran here, my pal Nick, can help educate us here for a bit. So I placed two different bets, but only one of them technically can hit, but I'll win, I'll profit money if either of the two hits. Which is... This is I, called, if, if I'm understanding what you're referring to, this is called arbitrage. All right, well, tell me if you're... I'll tell you. So I have... Tampa Bay winning by either 1 to 6 or 7 to 12 points in the first half of the Falcons Buccaneers game. Uh 1 to 6 is plus 340, 7 to 12 is plus 280. So as long as I hit one of those, I clear a winning margin. Uh okay, that that's not necessarily arbitrage because you could still lose both. I could still lose both. Yes, but if but I don't think the Bucks are going to win, be winning by more than 12 at halftime is basically what I'm betting on. Yeah, yeah. The, the notion of what I'm referring to would be like, say, let's say you bet the the Packers on Monday when Lions came out, and you bet the Packers minus 7.5. And, and then today rolls around, and all of a sudden Daniel Jones is out, and Tyrod Taylor is out, and the Giants are going to start Jake Fromm at quarterback, a guy that is an NFL player that is second when you search his own name on Google because Jake from State Farm is more popular in Google than an NFL quarterback. But then maybe the line moves to, like, Giants plus 13 and a half because Jake Fromm is so horrible. So you can put yourself in a position where you have Packers minus 7 and a half and Giants plus 13 and a half, which gives you a massive window to win both of those plays. Does that make sense? Yes. That's it. That's all. You don't have anything else to say. You asked you asked me a yes or no question, so I gave you a yes. It does. The way that this works, we usually have a banter. <laughs> usually, some I, do I need to just phrase my questions differently? I, I don't know. That particular question sounded a lot like yes or no, so I gave you a yes. Okay. But I, yeah, I think we can move forward with my bet I made at that point. I was just curious if there was a specific One terminology for the thing no, I did or not. Yeah, a, no, I mean, I guess you're just you're you're creating a scenario where I don't I don't know that this is a sound strategy like I guess basically what you're doing is you're creating a wider net to catch a fish but it's likelier to be a small fish yeah but that's all right you know it's just like a little, little but I don't dislike it yeah, it's a little sprinkle of winnings it's either a plus 80 or plus 140 of what I bet in total okay so hit me just rewind it real quick so it is 
plus 340 okay. for the 1 to 6 portion of that. And plus 2... Oh, hang on, i got to pull it up again. Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to remember off the dome, but I couldn't remember off the dome. There it is. Uh, yeah, plus 340 for a 1 to 6 point winning margin at the first half. And plus 280 for a uh, 7 to 12 point winning margin at the first half. Okay. So the worst you could do is... Is basically plus one eighty if the Bucks win by zero. Well, one and twelve. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you? Is this like a like a Tom Brady is about to get divorced and he's in fuck the world mode? Yeah, there's a little bit of like yeah. I think Tom Brady. <laughs> is this a thing? Is this the fuck Giselle bet of the of the week? I think it's just the. Yeah, Brady's going to be playing with some real piss and vinegar. Like, <laughs> rocked. The, the, this is going to be the most unhappy Brady we've ever seen in our lifetime, and I think he's just going to channel it all into football now. He already gave up his marriage for football. He's just going to put it all in there. You know what was an amazing turn of events? What? Is I, I think it's only been three weeks since the Bucks signed Cole Beasley. After, because it was right after Mike Evans got suspended, right? Or was yeah. it right before he got? Suspended? No, it was like right after that. They, they, well, he was on their practice squad, I think, before that. And then I think they called him up God. to the team. All right. So the Bucks signed Cole Beasley, which we briefly discussed, is like a pretty perfect fucking fit, right? Dude's like all crazy fucking and no, I shouldn't put it this way. Dude is like anti-vax and against masks and shit like that, which is like a Florida mandate. Yeah, that's and nice. he's like a little white dude that runs a bunch of crossing routes, which is like Tom Brady's best friend in all of the world. Yeah, Tom Brady likes white dudes that run crossing routes a lot. Two weeks later, he decides he's going to retire because he wants to focus his life on his family and spending more time with his family. Like, how is nobody in the Bucks PR department like, will you just not talk about this right now? Like, can you tell just tell the world later why you decided to fucking retire? That's hilarious. Like yeah. some PR guy or one of Brady's PR guys had to be like, will you shut the fuck up about your family Bro, for a couple of weeks? please, you're killing me. It's like, <laughs> like Giselle's divorced attorney probably like paid him off. Like, Cole, I got a million bucks for you. Just tweet that you need to spend more time with your family. <laughs> fuck yeah. All right, Giselle, I got you. That's where we are there. You don't, this is just a strictly endorse the divorce Play? Can we call it this? The endorse the yeah, divorce. We can definitely call it endorse the divorce. Yeah, it's the strongest angle I have on that. Yeah, for sure. It just seemed like such a wide margin where I was like, I think the Bucks will be winning at the first half, and I don't think it's going to be just like an astronomical ass-whooping at the first half. Henceforth, somewhere between 1 and 12 feels like it's likely. Astronomical ass-whooping. An ass, A2, ass. if you will. An ass to. An ass to. Yeah, nice. The two-assed teenager. Classic. Classic. But, yeah, hit me with your silver medal. Hang on. I got to back this up for a second. The two-assed teenager? No. Yeah, that was like... Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, The multi-assed teenager. Um, In that South Park video game, the last one came out, there was uh, Dr. Mephisto, his newest thing was he was just putting asses on various creatures, including the teenagers of South Park. I like this. Yeah, he was just like as surgically modifying other living things to have extra asses. 
So it was just like teenagers and monkeys and other animals running around that were genetically engineered to just have extra asses and like weird other places on their body. This is the technology we need for the smell cast. Yeah, that helps a lot for the smell cast for sure. Step, step forward, no question. <laughs> All right, we're going back to back NFC East picks. How does that make you feel? Weird. With the fucking best division in football, man. Yes, they are the best division in football through it's four weeks. It's not the best yeah. division in football. <laughs> yeah, but hey, man, records matter. And at the moment, they are. that is a factual statement you just made. Do you want to take a shot in the dark? Which one it is? It's not much of a shot in the dark. It's a one in three guess. That's far from a shot in the dark. Are you going G-Men? Absolutely not. Are you going Eggles? Wrong. All right. Well, we know what it is. Uh, Cowboys plus five and a half. Hmm. Part of me was initially nervous because I was like, this could be like a big Rams bounce back spot after getting shredded by San Francisco on Monday Night Football. But I think most of the things that caused them to get shredded by San Francisco directly translate to this game. Uh, San Francisco has the number one defense in the NFL. They get after the quarterback. Dallas gets after the quarterback just as good as anybody else in the NFL. That's going to be the recipe to probably winning this game. I would not be afraid to bet the Cowboys' money line, probably plus 200, plus 210. But Stafford looks rough. Uh, Plus 196. All right. Right there. Stafford looks rough. I don't have a lot of confidence that he even finishes this season. I don't think his shoulder looks what it's, well, I don't think his shoulder looks up to snuff or sniff cast, if you will. And I will. Allen Robinson is the ultimate fucking fantasy bust this year. This guy was getting so much hype as we started approaching fantasy season. Fourth round pick. Sometimes you might sniff him into the fifth. I'm just going to say sniff all the time from just now on for the duration of the day. They don't even fucking try to give him the ball. I mean, all that Stafford does is throw to Cooper Cup 16 times a fucking game and Tyler Higbee 10 times a fucking game. That's probably all they're going to be able to do today because today on Sunday because he's not going to have a lot of time to let plays develop. Cam Akers can't run the ball. Daryl Henderson is a decent running back, I guess. Decent. I think decent is fair. But I don't see, despite the creativity that Sean McVay has, I don't see them having a lot of ability to put together a creative offense when Stafford has no time to do anything. I think Stafford's going to get pummeled all game long. The Cooper Rush-led Cowboys offense is not exciting, but it's efficient, right? It's your your mistake-free, move the chains, move the chains, don't do anything exciting, but don't fuck up type of offense. Efficiency. I think CeeDee Lamb should have a good day. Michael Gallup is back. Played decent in his first game back last week. I don't give a shit about Zeke. He'll do his normal Zeke thing and have 18 carries for 61 yards and maybe a touchdown. But ultimately speaking, the the matchup here that is why I'm hype about getting five and a half points with the Cowboys is defensive line against offensive line. Battle of the Trenches. Keeps it a close game. Nick takes the Cowboys at plus five and a half. It's a strong silver medal. 
stands to reason. Yeah, the Stafford thing's really surprising to me. It's real, uh, real disappointment. I've only I haven't won fantasy football league. Luckily, it's double quarterback, and my other quarterback's Lamar. So, like, while it stings, <laughs> the, the Stafford thing stings a bit. But uh, luckily, I'm getting about one and a half quarterbacks worth of production out of Lamar. So it's going pretty okay for me still. But I like the silver medal pick there. I also have some NFC East action. Would you like to guess which NFC East game we haven't talked about yet that I have my silver medal pick from? Uh the birds, battle of the birds. The birds. Yeah, you got it. The, I, I took the over forty nine. Woo! It's a high number. This is a D's like play. It's a D's like play. It's a high number. I uh, the battle of the bird teams. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be one of those that I'm looking at the about four minutes left in the third quarter and going, son of a bitch, I made a real mistake on this one. And then Kyler Murray is going to lead him to a couple touchdowns. A couple to, touchdowns. To make the game closer than it should be at the end and still lose to the Eagles. But, uh, I, yeah, I think I'm going to get there late, but I'm going to get there. Just some some Kyler tap dancing around all over the place yeah, as time expires. just some late game tap dancing around. Your theory on this game is going to play into something I did later. Oh, I like that. Arr, arr. Nice. Yeah, arr, arr. seriously. Bird team setting up Nick's play later. Um, I I don't have a lot to say about this game. I I think that the Cardinals don't do a whole lot for me. We've noted that before. That's true. Yeah. The, the drawback here is that if I were nervous about betting the total on this game, my fear would be that Philly just gets out to a huge lead and just fucking runs the ball the entire second half and lets the clock die. That would be my concern. It's a valid concern. But, yeah, I think my B2 of the day, Bird Battle. It's time for Derek or Nick's D2 or B2 of the day. Did you have have that Bird Battle teed up? Well, no, I just, it hit me while you were talking. I was like, this is a perfect B2 of the day. It hit you while I was talking is when it hit you? Yeah. Was it specifically when I said Battle of the Birds? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you teed it right up for me. I was like, yeah, it's right there. That's it. That's and what it right was. There. I got a B2 of the day now. We've done it, folks. We found our way to it. And, uh, yeah, that's my silver pick of the day. I'm just going to join your medal stand for now. I didn't. I didn't have. I don't really have a good elaborate metaphor that fits the bets I made. So it's I'm right. just going to join the medal stand metaphor for the day. It's fine. Gold medal, son. I, Tee in, me up. In the, my the, head. The number one stunner. All right. Are you ready for this? Nick's bet list. So a couple different things. I've been waiting to bet this game for a month. Oh yeah, we talked about this previously. So folks, Do you already you might know remember. what it is. I remember, but yeah, tell the folks anyway. Let them know. I think I already have your gold medal bet in my head. By the way, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna flat out cheat, and I'm not gonna tell you what I'm thinking. But if I'm right, I'm gonna say that I'm right. But I'll That's be not... honest. You, yeah, you, you believe me enough. Yeah. We do this shit enough. Uh, I've been excited about betting the Ravens in this game literally since I saw the fucking schedule come out. Right. Um, I'm not super big on revenge spots, but if there ever was one, a quality Baltimore Ravens football team looking forward to playing the Cincinnati Bengals after Joe Burrow ripped them for over 900 yards in two games last year, while they were completely depleted, missing their entire secondary, multiple other players... 
plenty of guys on the offensive line. Th- this has to be a game that they've had circled on their calendar. It just like I refuse to believe it wasn't. It's Sunday night football at home. You got to think the crowd has got as much piss and vinegar, like you said earlier, looking forward to this game as John Harbaugh does. The the Baltimore Ravens have only trailed in 17 seconds of NFL football games this year. Yet they're two and two. That's crazy. <laughs> Whoa. 17 seconds they have not had the lead. Well, and they've lost twice. Or been tied. No, just 17 seconds they have been losing. That's, right? Yeah, so that's what I was trying to clarify. Tied I was like, I was works into everything else. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously. But no, my uh, bad. I'm sorry. Hey, no, otherwise, my they bad. would have to like return every opening kickoff for a fucking touchdown. Yeah. I got lost in the sauce momentarily. Right. My bad. We're okay. We're, we're, we landed in the right place. Um, the Bengals don't do a lot to impress me. The Bengals legitimately almost lost last week to a Teddy Bridgewater-led Miami Dolphins team. Granted, it's an undefeated Miami Dolphins team, but Joe Mixon, three yards in a pile of dust. Jamar Chase, does Jamar Chase even play for the fucking Bengals anymore? Like, what have you heard about Jamar Chase this year? Didn't he have a good game, like, one of the no. past two weeks? No, T. Higgins had a big game. I thought Jamar Chase had like a moderately big game recently. What do, you, what do you think he did? I thought he had like 70 yards and a touch or something like that. Am I just like wrong about this? I don't have him in any fantasy stakes. I thought I've maybe it was just someone else that went, had a good game against me, not Jamar Chase, but I thought he had a good game recently. He had four catches for 81 yards against Miami. He didn't score. Oh, yeah. Two games before that, six catches for 29 yards, five catches for 54 yards. Nothing that you were expecting before the year started. No. Right? One touchdown in four either, games. This is not. When you were taking him as either the first, second, or third wide receiver off the board, indeed, that was not the expectation. Yowza. Um, I guess the only concern that I have here is that it, it seems like I'm not going to start questioning John Harbaugh after over a decade of being a good NFL coach, but this team finds a way to fuck games up at the end of games. Like the idea that they lost that game against Miami is bonkers. There's definitely some late-game execution stuff that happens sometimes with the Ravens that does seem very peculiar for, like you said, a team that is led by such a veteran coach and has such a pedigree of winning over the past 15 years. Maybe a Ravens first-half bet would make more sense. But I'm just going to – I already laid it out there. I'm going to stick with the Ravens minus three for the game. I might even double dip. I might bet the first half and the full game. The old double dip. Is that your B, your official D2 of the, the day? The double dip. Nice. But uh, Ronnie Stanley fully practicing. Healthy, Beggins, uh, healthy Ravens secondary is going to be motivated and show everybody that this would not have happened twice last year if they were on the field. Vengeance. Thy name is Baltimore. That's it. That's it. I'm excited. Ravens. Ravens, and you probably did guess mine right, just because I was you. I found out this spread on Monday, and I played it today because how are the fucking Packers favored by eight? Giants plus eight. I got. I did not. No, I was wrong. That's not. I would have guessed either Seattle or Kansas City was going to be 
One of those two would have been my guess. Okay, your guess was wrong. I was yeah. thinking Kansas City, to be honest with you. And I was excited because I was immediately going to say, wrong. <laughs> I actually didn't touch that game. Didn't? Well, I, I know because we've already covered all three of your. Well, I mean, it's not my parlay. Oh, there's, other, there's other sections to come. There's more bets to come. Talk to me about the Giants plus eight. I, I have a lot to fucking say about this game, but I, do, I have no interest the, in betting it. The Packers are fucking confusing to me. It's at a neutral site game. It, the, it's just... Jolly-o. I think it's an ugly football game, but I think it's a close ugly football game. So getting a, getting the Giants plus eight is a big-ass number. I don't think the Packers have it in them to beat anybody by double digits right now. So I have an eight or not eight points I push, nine points I lose my bet. But like I don't see the Packers winning by ten or more. This offense looks fucking confused. Aaron Rodgers doesn't look himself. It's got a lot to adjust to, Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. Your your receiving core is Christian Watkins, Romeo, uh, Dubs, Dobbs, Dubs, Alan Lazard, Lizard King. Yeah, man. But it's it's all just been ugly so far. And uh, plus eight just felt like a big-ass number. This seems like it's going to be an ugly football game. I don't think yeah. you're going to see a lot of passing. I think you're going to see a lot of handing the ball off. It's going to be tough. As far as I'm concerned, I wouldn't bet this game because I don't know what how good Jones' ankle is going to be, right? Like, if Daniel Jones can't escape pressure and he can't roll out, I think that that... <laughs> it's a shame that I feel like the Giants' offense is built so much around bootlegs that I'm worried about what they can do if Daniel Jones can't run a goddamn bootleg. But that that would be my concern. Uh, this is an interesting thing for you, Dees. I think there have been 33 NFL games played in London. This is the third time that both teams have had winning records. That's fucking insane. It's like the most NFL fucking thing to do, yeah. right? Yeah, like London will give you some games, but they're all going to be dog shit games. You're trying to expand viewership. You're trying to gain interest in your product in a different country. So you just send a bunch of crap fucking football teams over there? Like, Yeah, the Jags basically have a home field advantage over there by this point because they've played there so many times. Yeah. That there's like real-ass Jacksonville Jaguar fans in London because the- they're like, well, they come here most years, so fuck it, I might as well cheer for them. It's like if a team couldn't get shitty enough to get on Thursday night football, you just go to London instead. Yep. How horrible was that fucking game last night? Have you ever seen a worse football game other than the Steelers-Lions game last year? I actually didn't get to see any of that game last night. I, uh... Guess what you missed? Nothing? No touchdowns. Yeah. Seven field goals. Oof. Man. Russ. The Broncos are a disaster. Whoa. Full-fledged disaster. Yikes. But glad I have no Russell Wilson stock anywhere. I'm just like completely hands off of this situation. I've got good news for you. Ooh, I've I like also, good news. I've also got good news for the. There's got to be a couple million people that ponied up and got an Amazon Prime subscription just because they wanted to be able to watch Thursday Night Football. There has to be a couple million people. Stands to reason. Well, they get to look forward to a sweet Commanders Bears game next Thursday. So. Not all hope is lost. Oh, badass Bears commies? What the fuck? Isn't that just a battle of two commies? Like, aren't the Russians, like, isn't there, like, national uh, animal a bear? Isn't it just like, so it's just like commies versus commies? Yeah. <laughs> are, are you under the impression that most 
Well, hang on a second. Let me back up. I was going to ask you if you were under the impression that most countries have a national animal. I think they all do. But then as soon as I started saying that, I was like, fuck, maybe most countries do. Have- we have an eagle. Oh, no. Like, this is a thing I know for a fact. Countries Every country have has national a national animal. Yeah, dude. It's a thing. All right. I, I, all of my instincts are to challenge you on this claim. Look it up. I, how many can you name? I I can't name fucking any of them because I was never. Some I never have get, to be. Dude, a kangaroo sh- has got to be Australia, yeah, right? I, mean, I never gave a shit about uh, like geography enough to learn any country's national animals. Like, I want to rip into this next week. Uh, my picks are going to be based on national animals sweet. next week. All right, yours going to be based on national lampoon. Ooh, all right, that's actually a fun challenge. I can I run with that. I could I can fuck with that. Lampoon versus animals. I'm writing this down. This is our theme for next week. Theme picked. I'm in. Yeah, man, you're going to have a fun time. You're going to enjoy reading about the national animals because this is something that's right up Big Nick's alley. He likes weird shit like this. But we've done it, man. We've uh, This we is need- not a thing. I'm going to be uh, you are just setting me up for inevitable disappointment if countries don't all have a national Dude, animal. I'm like 95% sure this is fully a thing. What's the na- What's the national animal of Antarctica? I mean, I would just assume a penguin or some shit like that, but like, God. I don't know. That's just is that me being regionist? Maybe climatist. Climatist? Yeah. 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 yeah that, that tracks. I'm just making assumptions about a region based on their climate. Yeah, it's fucked up. You, I'll tell you what. You and your fucking national animal prejudice is driving me up a wall. Well, I did, it for, I did it first. I threw a kangaroo out there. That's true. Australia. You did. Yeah. No, yeah. we're both guilty. But we it would be kind of like, I don't know. It'd be kind of weird if you pick like a landlocked nation like Germany and you choose a Shark. <laughs> we, the German congregate, <laughs> love sharks. It all started back in the early 2000s when Discovery Channel started doing Shark Week. We just thought that was the coolest. I would have thought it would have been Sharknado. Like, that sounds like something. Listen, a lot of engineers in Germany, if they could engineer a tornado full of sharks, that could be an interest-garnering topic. Yeah, it might really uh, give the Germans some extra tourism they really need. Well, tell me about your player prop, man. We moved on. We did the we did the three bets. There's we a lot. Prop of, it up. There's a lot of player props I like this week. Um, I I had a tough time narrowing it down, but I'm a pretty big fan of the one that I came up with, and it ties into what we were just discussing. I think this Giants Packers game is going to be a physical grinded out kind of game the Giants rush defense is relatively porous mostly everything having to do with the Giants defensive line is relatively porous so I am on Aaron Jones over 59.5 rushing yards basically this year the Packers have played two good run defenses and two bad run defenses and in the two games against Bad run defenses. Aaron Jones averages 110 yards a game. Yeah, that feels like a slam dunk to me. That feels like really easy and accomplishable. 59? Yeah, that's low. Uh, yeah, uh, I feel like every I feel like every running back that or I feel like every Lions opponent has had a running back clear that number easily this season. Fuck, I would. Uh, I would have to. I mean, I've, off the top of my head, like I know Miles Sanders did. Off the top of my head, I know... Well, you know fucking Rashad Penny did. Yeah, he had 150. Rashad Penny did. Uh, who were the two week two and three opponents that we had? For the Lions? Well, yeah. the, the Eagles had 
I think three three different running backs ran for touchdowns in week one. Yeah, that's true. That happened. That I don't was, think any one of party. them gashed them for a lot of yards, but the team did. That was a good party. Everyone got to everyone got to participate. Like that's nice when you get when you look around and all the kids get to play. Like that's just nice. That's what the Lions do for their opponents. They're like, all oh, you guys can score touchdowns. We all just like everybody. To party. Come on in. Everybody gets to party. How how do you feel about the fact that Dan Campbell is like your aggressive, physical, in your face kind of old school football coach, and the Lions have the worst fucking defense in the NFL? This doesn't make sense. And possibly the best offense. They do have the best. I mean, statistically, it's the best offense. It's so weird. Yeah, like this is just—it's just the opposite of what I expected. You could have told me the Lions would be one and three at this point in the year, and we're playing in close games that were defensive gridlocks, and I'd have been like, "Yeah, I believe that." But like, I didn't expect it to be close games that were offensive, blow the doors out games. Yeah. What? It's up and down the fields, like really weird sprints. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, yeah, to your point. Based on the Dan Campbell of it all, I had it for sure just being like a bunch of like, oh man, the Lions lost 13 to 10. Uh, Aaron Jones, 6.9 yards per carry against the Patriots, 8.8 yards per carry against the Bears. Call it seven. It means he only has to get nine carries in this game to go over 60 yards. That seems like it's going to fucking happen. Dig it. Prop me. Propping it up. Prop me. This uh, oddly sexual request. Yeah, I, I will prop, prop me you up. up. So I actually, uh, for the first time this season, did not make a two-leg parlay for my prop bet. I took a straight-up one-person, one-thing-to-happen bet. I took Tyreek Hill to score a touchdown, plus 130. Tyreek Hill to score a touchdown. This feels like the type of receiver. Like, Tyreek Hill is the type of receiver that when you have a backup quarterback in is – Still the type of receiver that's going to get be able to be targetable by anybody because he's just so fucking fast. Safety valve? Yeah, he's a great safety valve because he's just so quick that he can just, like, work himself open for somebody. And, uh, you know, it seems uh, Waddle is questionable right now, trying to figure out the Waddle status. They're both questionable. Oh, I didn't uh, – I didn't. I thought Tyreek was – anyway. They're both going to play. Yeah, all right. Well, yeah, plus 130. Felt like a – Odds were pretty high he'd get a touchdown. I, I think this game is like a moderate offensive output on both sides, kind of lukewarm about this game in general. But I think there'll be some points, and I think he'll get some of them. It's interesting. One of the ones that I liked was it was a different Dolphin. It was Raheem Mostart to score a, score a touchdown, plus 205. Interesting. I think Raheem Mostert's going to get in the action. Dolphins are only three-point favorites in this game. What the yeah. fuck is that? It's tremendous di- disrespect to my guy, Teddy Bridgewater. And it, it, it's tremendous disrespect to your guy, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Bridgewater? You wash that bridge. Teddy Dishwasher. <laughs> uh, it is tremendous disrespect to your, your man, Teddy Two Gloves. And it's probably a little bit of overinflation on Tua. Like... Four weeks ago, I mean, how how strongly are you going to tell me that Teddy Bridgewater is a big drop off from Tua? Like, did you feel that way before the season started? Are you like, man, Tua's way the fuck better than Teddy Bridgewater? No, I, I don't think I did feel that way when, before the season started. When I came into the season like reasonably high on Tua. Like, I was like reasonably high that Tua had a chance to be good this year. Do you but think yeah, I didn't I didn't feel that way now? Do you think uh, actually first of all Teddy Bridgewater is the 
Why do I have such a fucking hard time saying this guy's name? Say it for me. Teddy Bridgewater. Has the third best career record against the spread in the NFL right now. Behind, I think, Rodgers and Brady. I, I did not know that. No, that's pretty wild. Do you think... Let me ask you this question. Do you think Zach Wilson is better than Teddy... Say the name. Teddy Bridgewater. Do you think Zach Wilson is better than... Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, now answer the question. Uh, I do not think Zach Wilson is better than Teddy Bridgewater. Do you think the rest of the Jets team is better than the rest of the Dolphins team? No, I in fact think that the rest of the Jets team is worse than the rest of the Dolphins team. Do you think the Dolphins should be favored by more than three points? I do in fact feel the Dolphins should have been favored by, I would have guessed, like five, five and a half. That would be my toss-in pick. If you wanted a toss-in one that I would, I also oh, like. Oh, tosser. That didn't make, the, didn't make the top three. Nice, it was right there. Yeah. Fl- flirting with it, but didn't make the cut. That would be it. Nice. Yeah, that's my prop. It's not a sexy one, but I got a little cuter with the parlay, folks, so, so don't worry. If, if you wanted some cuteness from your boy D's over here, you're still going to get it. I get adorable. All right. We're going to pause right now, do some station identification, and then uh, I guess I'll hit you with my parlay first, even though I'm really intrigued by yours because it sounds like it's, it's out there. It's a little out there, but uh, while we take that pause, I'll go ahead and tell you guys more about Good Fun Media and all the cool shit we're doing here. So we have, of course, this show here, D2B2 Sports, breaking down various angles of sports gambling, talking about absurd things like which video game characters we think would play as the best football players, uh, coming soon, dropping a movie athlete draft of fantasy in which we will build football teams out of fictional movie athletes. Uh, also make sure to check out After the Laugh Track, running every Thursday with new episodes. That is a sitcom fandom podcast, chopping it up about all of our favorite sitcoms, those binge-worthy shows we love to watch so much, those little comfort shows that, you know, we turn on, and maybe we don't pay attention every minute because we've seen it all before, but the beats are comforting, and they're funny, and they feel good. We're going to talk about why that is, and all the things that we love in the world of sitcoms. And then, of course, coming soon in the next couple of weeks, we will be releasing Morons of the Multiverse, a Marvel Cinematic Universe fandom podcast, which will, again, dive into all sorts of weird angles about why we love the MCU so much. We will talk about new releases of content that come in that world to a degree, but we're really focused on the grander multiverse as a whole, talking about the gear we love, talking about our favorite non-powered characters and all sorts of shenaniganry such as that so check it all out as part of good fun media so yeah man now that we've uh, broken down all the sweet schniz happening here at good fun media why don't you tell me about that parlay you got i got a little bit funky with this i only, like funky only because it's well it's not that funky but it's something we haven't done here yet but I also have something in my parlay that we haven't done here yet. Oh. Virgin parlay experiences for both of us. Nice. So this is going to be... As of right now, it's a four-leg parlay. But you're, I have a feeling you're going to tell me that the payout is not high enough. Even though, well, All right, let me just ask you. Is plus 460 a high enough parlay payout? I think that's fine. I'm in all right, that. good. That's fine. But I might add a fifth anyway because it's... Yeah, get like froggy. The Why safest not? shit ever. 
which that was the curse right there. This, that the fifth one will be the one that loses. Four teams, all first half money lines. Oh, man. So here's what I, I kind of like about this, I guess, right, is that let's say one of those games is tied at halftime. Like, you don't lose. You just pay a lesser. You win a, a lesser payout, right? You just drop down one leg, I guess. Do you want to guess? Do you want to guess a couple? I bet you'll get a couple. Four first half money lines. Hmm. I gotta like pull up a list of games to really like get a good guess going here. One second, let me get some games pulled up. Let's do this. You guess four teams, and then we'll see how many of them you get correct. I think you're gonna get. Hmm. I think you'll get two correct. All right. I will go with 49ers, Dolphins, Chiefs. I don't think you're going to double dip on that Ravens thing. I think that was already your bet, so I don't think that's part of your parlay. Uh, Chargers? Did I say Chargers already? You got two out of four. Nice. Two out of four. What did like I get? The first two. Nice. Yeah, the first two. You came out blazing. Um, and then another one is the Ravens. I'll double dip. I don't give a fuck. Oh, nice. All right, sweet. Oh, that was my I was. I was. I should have stuck with the Ravens. I was. I was fifty-fifty. 49ers, Dolphins. Ravens, Eagles. Ooh, all right. Is the fourth, uh, fourth. All money line, all first half. All favorites. All favorites. Um, I'm not saying that insultingly. I'm just pointing. Just. Uh, oh no no no! I don't. I didn't think you were saying it. Just a statement from, of fact. Uh, Eagles are minus two ten. Ravens minus one sixty. E forty niners minus two thirty five. Dolphins minus one fifty. So that. When it's all said and done, that takes you to plus 460. If you want to throw the Bills in there, money line first half, which I I don't know how that goes wrong. Yeah. But if it, I mean, that takes you up to plus 560. Nice. But I'm not, a, I don't know. Like, it, it, the, the more and more and more and more and more you start exposing yourself to things, no matter how safe they are, the NFL is fucking weird, right? You're just putting it yourself out there to have something, a muffed punt happens out of nowhere. And it, it, things can go sideways in a hurry. Do you want to hear something nuts? I love hearing something nuts. This is kind of what made this is part of what makes me nervous about your Eagles Cardinals over, and why I was talking about how the my concern would be that the Eagles just jump out to a big ass lead and then just prod through the second half. This is the result of just the second quarter of all four Eagles games this year. Second quarter of week one, the Eagles outscore the Lions 24 to 7. Week two, the Eagles outscore the Vikings 17 to 7. Second quarter. Week three, they outscore the Commies 24 0 in the second quarter. Last week, they outscore the Jaguars 20 to 0 in the second quarter. So, what you're saying is, I need. Arizona to do something it hasn't done all year and start Score the, in the game first at some half. points. Yeah. yeah. So the Eagles are outscoring teams 85 to 14 in the second quarter this year Ooh, through four weeks. Man. Bizarre. That's nuts. 
that's a fun. So stat. that's it. I think it's a fun. I think it's a much more attainable parlay than we usually do, which is why the payout is lower. Apps all over the place in this bad boy. First half favorites. Yeah. First half five leg favorite parlay. Friday five. Friday five. Ooh, nice. He built a Friday five parlay. I didn't technically put the bills in there. I don't, I'm okay with. I don't need to jazz it up all that much. All right. Well, so I have two versions of the same parlay. <laughs> um. Well, two similars, I should say. They're both three legs. I'll give you the tame version first, which is plus 765. The tame version. This is the tame version at plus 765, yes. Um, It's the Lions money line. (laughs) Great. Yeah, because the NFL is weird. And because uh, the Patriots quarterback problems, uh, McCorkle's questionable to not playing still. I don't really care that much whether it's McCorkle or not, but uh, I just want to say the name McCorkle more. I wish Bailey Zappi was French, so you could say his name like Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi. Or maybe at least like French-Canadian. Yeah, French-Canadian would be pretty good. French-Canadian Zapper. If only French-Canadian Zappi. Sounds like a like a, a French-Canadian lighter. Like, if you don't have Zippos, would you like a Zapper? It also sounds like a uh, like electric... Cappuccino drink, like a Zappé. Ooh, you know, yeah. What? It's, it's so caffeinated it electrify it. Yeah, I was trying to. Well, not like a literal electric. No, it's like it's, you're like making an electric type pun D- on your frozen coffee drink. I was going to say that describing a liquid as electric is a curious. Well, yeah, no electric like, beverage. Yeah, no, it'll give you a jolt. Is that like you know? You're that going... actually is a liquid that already exists. Good point. Yeah, yeah it's out there. Yeah, so it's a spinoff of that in the frozen coffee world. Anyway, uh, leg two of the parlay, and both of these legs carry over to the other version as well, is Trevor Lawrence over one and a half touchdowns. Mm. Who saw this coming? Got to keep riding with the Jags, man. Uh, you know, this this is a Jags-friendly podcast over here. We're going to keep keep showing them some love. It's actually back-to-back weeks, Trevor Lawrence over one and a half touchdowns. That's right. That's right, folks. And then the third leg in the tame version is over 42.5 on the Cowboys-Rams. Ooh, I don't like that at all. I don't love it either, but <laughs> it's fine. I did it, you know, uh, but I did it. I made this yesterday, and I look, it's funny looking at it today. I don't super love it, but I make, I'm sticking by my guns anyway. Uh, all things are possible, though. This was in my brief window of, like, there's something about Cooper Rush. It's hyper-efficient, bro. Unexciting. Hyper-efficient. But anyway, we'll find out in that one. But it's, what's more exciting is the alternate version of this here bad boy, which, like I said, maintains the Lions money line in the Trevor Lawrence over one and a half mm. and adds a plus 900 bet of a first half tie between the Seahawks and the Saints. Ooh. A first half tie, which that plus nine hundred bet drags this bet to a plus forty four hundred payout. Why did you pick that game? Because I like this angle. I like the angle. The angle's fun. Felt like the type of sloppy game. You that don't would know, be like you, a ten ten tie at halftime. You don't know why you picked this. You just shrugged your shoulder. I felt like it was a close game. Like I looked this at is it a and I was gambling like, podcast. Yeah. Why did no, you pick this? I don't know. No, I, I picked it. I was. Uh, I picked it because it looks like a game that'll be really close to me and kind of 
low scoring, and I could just see it being like 10-10, 13-13, some nonsense like that at halftime. All right. Was there a game you would have liked that you would have no liked No inspiration more? on Andy Dalton. I mean, it's the a things. comedy. It's, yeah. I, <laughs> Andy Dalton's part of the factor. It's a, it's a variety of mediocrity all just spun into one football game. Yeah, I mean, there's, I don't. I would like that Cowboys Rams game more, quite frankly. For the tie, yeah. Mm. But I, it's I don't know. You can look it up off air and tell me what it is. It's not going to be fucking plus nine hundred. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. Unless I'm just an asshole. I mean, you could be an asshole, and it could not be plus nine hundred at the same time. It's, it's valid. That, that, that Titans commies could be. A, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. A lot of big spread games this week. Did you notice of, that? I did notice a lot oh, of big-ass spread games this week. And uh, we this happened last year while we were kind of like recording rehearsal episodes into my phone and kind of like just figuring out what this show would become eventually before it even had a name, in fact, when we would kind of just get together and make some picks before Sunday kickoff and then drink and watch Sunday football games. There was a day last year which was a bunch of just like double-digit dogs all over the place. And, like, three of them outright won. Yeah. And we were just looking around like, this league yeah. is just fucking anarchy. Like, you just don't know what the hell's going to happen around the NFL. And that's part of what we love about it so much. But, yeah, I, I thought it was as good a game as any. The, the throwing a tie in the first half out there is a pretty absurd thing to bet on to begin with. So I picked a game that I thought would be close. No, I can get behind that. I can very much get behind that. I think it's fun. I like fun. <laughs> I am, in fact, pro fun. I like fun and funions. Ooh, see, I don't really like funions that much. What about yuns? I don't. I don't think I've. Been, I don't think I've ever been presented a yun. It's actually the national anthem of Djibouti. Uh, national animal of Djibouti. A yun? Yeah, yuns. Is it like a bird of some kind? I don't even know if Djibouti is a country. I think it's a city. I was just gonna. Presume it was a place and just kept. Well, it's a place. I presumed it was. I didn't think I you were making it up. I don't know that it's a country. That's fine. It's a country. It's nice. Nailed it. Fuck yeah. Way to be. Gold star. Proud of you. Doing great. Did a great job, Buckaroo. And without further ado. For the ado, record, this is in bold letters on the top of Google. Bold. Bold. There is no national animal of Djibouti. Man, <laughs> just wanted you to aggressively know that. The most recognizable animals of Djibouti would probably be the camel, ostrich, or the Grevy's zebra. Ooh, is that special from a normal zebra? It's got to be. It's not to be confused with the Grevy's zebra. Grevy's with an E. Ooh, there's a Grevy's and a Grevy's? Well, I don't know that there's a Grevy's, but... Mm. Well, don't make, make the one. confusion. Are you ready? National animal debate thwarted with the first one that I looked up. I'm sure there's plenty of places with a national animal. This was not what we discussed. Every country has a national animal. I mean, I'm going to still guess majority do. Look it up. <laughs> I, I plan on attempting to disprove this as well. I'm going to guess majority do. I'm going to say there are more countries right. with a national animal than without one. That's why they had to bold highlight that that country doesn't have one, because it's so shocking. I like, just every, assumed that they'd been listening to this podcast live. That They're just like, yeah, every other country has one, so it's really, 
it needs to be said in bold that Djibouti does not have a national animal. Yeah. What's the national animal of Canada? Moose. That's what I would get. I would have guessed moose. Nice. Yeah. Same page. I'd, I'd picture a moose for sure. Canada and moose are synonymous with me. Caribou? It's got to be some horned quadruped. Ooh. A horned quadruped. <laughs> for A horned quadruped is as likely as anything. All right. Let's break off some DFS. Are you... Bro. Bro. I'm fucking hype about this DFS lineup, and it is bizarre. I'm lukewarm about my DFS lineup. Oh, this has been a day full of conviction I'm, do, I'm from s- these. Are you, do you like your DFS lineup? I don't know. It's, it's okay. It's okay. I don't know. I've, I've, Why did you pick that game to be a tie at halftime? I don't know. I, I'm not very convinced of anything I picked. <laughs> I think that's, I, honestly. I this is going to be your best week. Four and four no. Oh, all yeah. No, wins. that's that's the funny part. Is I, feel, I, too, feel like I'm going to crush it, but I have felt like lukewarm about all of it. But that's okay. That's how it goes sometimes. But, uh, yeah, you started us off in the bet, so I'll go ahead and start with the DFS. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, 5,600. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I knew you'd be able to get behind this. Yeah. We're Trevor Lawrence people here, man. We like Trevor Lawrence. Dude, I, I've got a Trevor Lawrence issue. I, there's a, I have an urbanite, a case of urbanitis. Yeah, if not for the fact that the NFL still refuses to recognize urbanitis as a legitimate injury, Trevor Lawrence would be the front runner for comeback player of the year right now. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. I, you're wrong. It would still be Saquon. Ah, who I, I ah, for the listen bold predictions episode ack. I highlight that was I called him as comeback player of the year. You did, it's true, but ack, ack, ack. That's what I say to your Saquon. Ack, ack. No, not to uh, be, <laughs> not to be confused with the yak, which is the national animal of Kenya. Mm, is that true, or are you just making that one up? Yak, yakking it. Trevor Lawrence. Playing against Houston at home. Going to score some points. Going to be awesome. Going to be a good time. And Houston's going to do what the Lions did all last year and play closer in this game than they should probably. Yeah, but so Jacksonville's going to keep having to move the ball. I don't know. They don't do that shit until the end of the game, bro. Well, other than the Colts game. But they were getting thwarted by the Chargers last week. And then they came back and did some funky Texan stuff. Play that funky Texan stuff, boy. All right, give me a quarterback. Geno Smith. <laughs> I, th- I actually kind of thought you were going to pick Geno Smith, wildly effective. I'm a, uh, Here's what it comes down to. I tried to find a way that I could put together a, a Cooper Cup lineup without having to punt any position, right? Because... Like I talked about earlier, I think that Stafford's going to be getting smoked this entire game. And I think that it's just going to be, like, who do you look for if you're Matt Stafford and you, you don't have time to do shit? It, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup. That's what happened last week against the 49ers. He had 14 fucking catches, right? So I, like I said earlier, I anticipate that game playing out the same way as the game last week did. But it's tough to build your team around a $9,600 wide receiver and not have to totally just write off a guy that you think is trash. 
but I think I figured out how to do it. And it is absolutely all centering around Geno Smith as my quarterback, as the quarterback of a team that plays a very efficient offense and is going to fucking give up points, right? Like the Seattle defense is very, very bad. I don't even give a fuck if Andy Dalton is starting quarterback. The Saints are going to score points. Dig it. I got to give you a price. Yeah, please do. Oh, yeah, 5600 for Trevor Lawrence, by the way. 5500 Geno Smith. Nice. Yeah, so we were saying on the cheap side together over here. Love a cheap quarterback in DFS. Just love it. Uh, this is actually the first time in a few weeks I've went expensive with one of my two running backs. I got Nick Chubb for 8K. We are totally flipping the script because I went cheap on my running backs. No, but, wow. I mean, like, I already discussed the Cooper Cup thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gave a little teaser of, as towards why this time. But no, I, uh, this is actually my most expensive player at 8K, Nick Chubb. The Browns are going to need him to be effective to do things against the Chargers. The Chargers are not quite doing uh, all the things we thought the Chargers would do week in, week out. They're not doing point in the very season. many things. Not They're not doing very... anything I thought the Chargers yeah, were going to do. Yeah, it's all been really weird. They don't go for it on fourth down. They don't, they don't do any like Brandon Staley shit. Yeah. Uh, but they still suck at stopping the run. That's some Charger yeah. type shit. The Charger, that is very Chargers type shit. Yeah, they do in fact suck at stopping the run. And Chubb, as Nick alluded to last week, has been an utter monster this year. And I want to get up in that game. Like part of DFS that's fun to me is getting to grab guys that you really like that you didn't happen to draft in any of your regular fantasy leagues this year and get to ride that action for a week. Like obviously the goal is to make some money, but like my secondary goal outside of make some money is to get to ride with the players that I didn't get a chance to scoop up in fantasy for a week and give myself a reason to have some stakes involved with that player. And Nick Chubb's one of those guys for me that I'm excited to play this to. How much for a Chubb this week? 8K on the nose. It's a good Chubb exchange rate. It's a good Chubb exchange rate. I agree. 8K on the nose for arguably a top one or two running back. Yeah, that's exactly. Uh, I'm taking the other approach from you, and I'm going James Robinson. Uh, that's that's going to be my Jaguar. $6,300. I went cheap at running back. I went very cheap at running back. Uh, I love the Jags in this game. I I think that they dominate most of the game, and Houston has to try to play catch-up late in the game. 32nd rank rush defense. Worst fucking rush defense in the NFL. Houston Texans. Yet I get James Robinson, who gets basically all the carries for this team for $6,300. Horny stuff, dude. God, Very horny stuff, man. That is, yeah. James Robinson's been sweet, and uh, we were we were talking about this last week after or we were talking about this on Monday rather, while we were discussing the week's action. Uh, one of those guys that kind of gets slept on a lot still gets underpriced after repeated sweet performances. Dude's out here playing some motherfucking football. Motherfuck. That's a cheap price tag still. He should be higher than that by the 63, point. I know. 63. Yeah. Well, he, it, it, here's why. Is he didn't do a lot last game, but it's because they were, A, they were playing Philly, and even though they got out to a quick 14 nothing lead, they, they well, we talked about the Eagles in the second quarter. They gave that fucking lead up right away. So James Robinson, he only had like eight carries last week or something. Yeah. RB2? Ramondre Stevenson. For That's me. my RB two. Nice, fuck yeah. yeah, yeah. A couple of Ramondre Stevenson stocks right here. Nice, fifty five hundred. 
second worst rush defense in the NFL. Yeah. So I've got two running backs that are playing the yeah. 31st and 32nd ranked rush defense. Yep, love that. Uh, I mean, I don't love that the Lions are the second worst rush defense in yeah. the NFL. I don't love that aspect of it. But I do love the matchup for him, and I love that every running back that plays against Detroit this year has been get, been gashing him. So I'm going to invest in that. How did you – so this was a – this is a curiosity for me because I put together multiple lineups, and I have Ramondre in every single one. But the weird thing is that Damian Harris is only $100 more, and I have him in zero. So how, how did you decide Ramondre over Damian Harris? Gut guy, the sweeter fucking name. That's with, what you had. That was your went with my gut guy approach, where I uh, I just I well I have Ramondre Stevenson on it on a roster this year, so I've been kind of keeping up with his upward trajectory through the year, where I uh, have not been keeping as active an eye on the Damian Harris situation. It's kind of went with the guy that I know more about at this point. And yeah, a hundred dollars cheaper is good enough. Yeah. I, I'd like Ramondre better. I think he's – so the Giants – I'm sorry, the, the Lions blitz a fucking ton on top of being terrible against the rush, and I think Ramondre is a better blocker. He's also a better receiver out of the backfield, so I'm kind of hoping he gets a little more action. I also – I think he's just a, a more talented player. I think he's more electric than Damian Harris. Damian Harris more efficient, less electric. Like Double a Zappé? Yeah, exactly. He's more like a jolt of French-Canadian espresso – Espresso. Yep. Espresso. As in it's up in that ass. Let's move forward. Nice. We uh we agree. Great RB2. That's a fun one. Christian Kirk. Ah, got my, now got, we're, got now my we're doing on. it. Got now we're doing on. it the right way. Well, to be fair, you literally never talked to me about that before last week. We'll talk about it more. We'll get into it. But yeah, man, I, 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 I like the stack. Christian Kirk's been playing really well. Uh, I talked about this earlier. Houston's going to keep this game closer than it probably should be. So Jacksonville's going to keep looking to score. And Christian Kirk will be a big benefactor of that on the day. 6600 on that one. Solid. And my most expensive wide receiver of the day. Uh, my We talked about this. Cooper Cup, 9600 Yeah, big, expensive boy. That was it. I th- It's so crazy, like... If you think back to the start of the year from a fantasy perspective, everybody, the only debate about who you were going to take first was Taylor or McCaffrey. That was it. That was it. And most people would have said Taylor. Yep. 85% would have said Taylor. The answer was Cooper Cup. Yeah. That's that's who you should have taken first overall. Yep. Nuts. In all reality. Yeah, it's nuts. WR2. Talk to me. W-R-D. Gabe Davis. I think he's due to finally have a sweet week. This is kind of... Uh, your 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 W-R-D is due. It's due. To have a sweet week. It's Gabe due. Davis actually sounds like a French name. Gabe Davis does sound oddly Adidi. French. But Gabe no, I, David would sound... Um, he's finally like fully healthy and practiced this week and is going to come into the game fully fresh versus like after a questionable week of not really practicing... And defenses are going to keep keying in on digs. I'm I'm hoping for just a ga- a big bonus touchdown from Gabe Davis. That's that's what you need. That, that's the big pull here. So it feels like we're due to see one of those like Josh Allen to Gabe Davis for a 65 yard bomb. 
And uh, this feels like the week. Gut guy here, just checking in. Gabe Davis hasn't had the sweet week yet. This against Pittsburgh feels like as good a time as any while they just pour it on early. Like, if I'm going to get this out of Gabe Davis, it's going to be by halftime. It, yeah, it has to be. Yeah. Probably. But that yep, felt like uh, at 6400 felt like I was getting him at a reasonably good price tag. What do you think about the decision to bench Mitchell Trubisky for Kenny Pickett? I think it's the smart one if you're Pittsburgh. I mean, I think it's clear that Mitchell Trubisky won't be your answer at quarterback. So you might as well get more reps out of the first round pick. Like, if the past 10 years to 15 years of the NFL has taught teams anything, it's get the rook out there the sooner the better and find out. You can get a couple years worth of play on them on their rookie deal, find out if they're your guy or not. And if they are your guy, then you're getting them more reps to the point where you'll have more time where they're on that rookie contract. And if they're not your guy, then you can get them up out the paint and draft the next one in a couple years who you think could be the guy. I mean, Kenny Pickett threw 13 passes last week. They were all caught. <laughs> three of them by the other team. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to pause and lay out here because the joke is coming and it paid off. Nice. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't. This isn't me giving a glowing confidence in Kenny Pickett. Yeah, yeah. This is just me from an organizational uh, standpoint looking at it and saying, "Yeah, you should get the rookie quarterback in over Mitch Trubisky." It's a curious predicament because I, I very much agree with you, right? The only part of me that is against putting him at quarterback is that it, it's a timing issue, right? Like. The next four games that the fucking Pittsburgh Steelers play are against the Bills, the Buccaneers, the Dolphins, and Eagles. So, I mean, this is seriously like, welcome to the fucking NFL, dude. Like, you are not putting him in much of a position to succeed. This is like sink or swim, yo. Yeah, but I think when your expectation is probably sink this season anyway. I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> trial by fire for sure. I think it's tough for a, so here's the deal. You're going to what you're going to learn about right now if you're the Steelers is you're going to learn about how much how mentally tough Kenny Pickett is. That that's what you're going to learn. Because yeah. they not every quarterback can come into their first career four career NFL starts and just get fucking smoked. Like a lot of like Josh Rosen, that's probably why he's not in the NFL anymore. Right? I mean, there are guys that if you have limited and I presume this to be very limited success over the next month, that their confidence is shattered, right? So you're going to figure out what, which one of those guys Kenny Pickett is. That's true, sir. For the record, on top of Josh Rosen, you could also list everyone that's played quarterback for the Cleveland Browns for the last 25 years. <laughs> Every single fucking one of them, <laughs> which is a lot. It's a big club. 25 years of quarterback play. Numerous, at, numerous uh, number one first-round yeah, draft. Yeah. Uh, the, 25 years of Cleveland Browns quarterback play. Whew, man. That's a lot of people. No nuts quarterbacks. Yeah. Whew, man, that is a, that's a big group of people. Like, if you're trying to have, say you're trying to throw, like, a reunion, a Browns <laughs> quarterbacks reunion, and you want to get all the Browns quarterbacks together, you have to run like a fucking banquet hall. You need you a lot. You can't just like roll into a bar. Like, no, you're going to have to like straight up rent a room. There's so fucking many. You got to buy a lot of envelopes, a lot of stamps. Like, this is going to be a. Yeah. 
Well, the good news is that there's also, like, all you need to get there is the players, right? There's not going to be anyone from the media, no press coverage whatsoever. Oh, none, yeah. No, yeah, none. cheesecake and zappé. Yeah, man, but yeah, seriously, they'll need a full-ass fucking, like, banquet hall room to accommodate 25 years' worth of Browns quarterbacks. What was your price tag on Gabe Davis? 6400 Tyler Lockett, 5600 Back-to-back weeks, I'm using Tyler Lockett. That's my stack. That's my Seabags stack. I'm assuming that Marshawn Lattimore is attempting to lock up DK Metcalf. I said this last week. Tyler Lockett's a target hog. Eight or more targets in three straight games. Six, nine, nine receptions in his last three games. Minimum of 76 yards. Hasn't scored this season, actually. No touchdowns for Tyler Lockett. So we need to break that trend. Got to break that trend. $5,600 price tag on a game that I expect to have a lot of points scored. Uh, he's my flex, so we'll, we'll just bang nice. out that I, I have a Dope. Tyler Lockett play going as well. So I'll just like, treat that as my wide receiver three exactly right now. And then, uh, yeah, so that's my wide receiver three. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. All right. So tell me about your wide receiver three. It's my bring back. you got to have a bring back. Chris Olave. Um, $5,700 Chris Olave. It's my bring back receiver. The other guy that I'm assuming is going to get, hopefully, a bulk of action in the... Seahawks, Saints, blistering offensive affair. Uh, Chris Olave, second in the NFL in air yards this year. And believe it or not, that didn't change all that much when Jameis Winston did not play last week. Normally you think you you take out the ultimate sling it and hope for the best quarterback in the NFL in Jameis Winston and put in the fucking red rocket or red rifle or whatever you call Andy Dalton that you would see a much more conservative passing approach. He was airing it out. He didn't really fucking care. So yeah, if you're the red rocket, you don't care anymore. Like you're like red rocket. Don't care. Red rocket. Don't give no fucks. Red rocket. Don't give a fuck. Yeah. He's out here to whip it. He's going to grip it and whip it and hope that he doesn't throw a pick. $5,700, Chris Olave. Bring back in the Saints-Seahawks game. Nice. Do you have a bring back? Do you have a Texan? I don't have a Texan. You made it almost. You made it halfway there. Halfway there. You don't need that. I think that the... I probably overvalue the the necessity of a bring back. Yeah, just like... It makes sense. I was was looking at potentially Damian Pierce. Like, that was like my potential for a Houston player to, to bring back. But uh, Hammer Cooks. I mean, who else do you? Well, yeah. But I was looking at Damian Pierce, but I liked Ramondre Stevenson better, and uh, I liked the build around Chubb this week. So I just didn't have a spot for him. Uh, I actually have Garrett Wilson is my is I I was about to, I just realized that I did Tyler Lockett as my wide receiver three, not that. It's whatever. Fine. Garrett Wilson is my flex now, I suppose. But yeah, so that's the round out fifty two hundred. Um. He's been really fucking good this year. Garrett Wilson is good. Yeah. I'm Garrett Wilson's a good fucking wide receiver. Yeah, 5,200 feels like one of the most talented players in that low of a price range down there at any position. So I locked him in because I needed some cheapness going on to afford Chubb. So I guess I'll give you my flex now. Yeah, might as well. Then we can end then, on tight ends and that's defenses. That's how you like to do it. Yeah, yeah that's Keep how, it exciting. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson, $5,500 running back. It's interesting how, like, once 
Elijah Mitchell got hurt, everybody was concerned that Shanahan was just going to start throwing all kinds of committee running backs out there. That hasn't really been the case. Uh, Jeff Wilson has gotten a bulk of carries for San Fran since Elijah Mitchell got hurt, to the point where I'm not even sure that his role is any different or that his quality of play is any different from Elijah Mitchell. He's gotten 18 carries in two of the last three games, minimum of 74 yards, three games in a row. Did put a touchdown up on the board against the Rams. You have to assume. I hate saying this because this is one of those games that could get sideways for no reason whatsoever. Might be a letdown game after beating the Rams, but I feel comfortable saying that San Fran is going to dominate this game. I don't think that Baker Mayfield can do much against their defense. Playing with the lead, should be plenty of carries, plenty of opportunity. $5,500? Seems like a very fair price tag. So my running back trio was... Jeff Wilson, 5,500. Ramondre Stevenson, 5,500. James Robinson, 6,300. That's how I got Cup in there without punting. Yeah, love that. It's a good trio. That's a, that's, that's a hot trio for the day. Uh, I'll give you my defense next so we can at least end on something more exciting than defense. Great. Uh, I got the Vikes defense for 3,600 playing yeah. the Bears. Bears are bad. Um. 3600 I actually just, aside from Chubb, I hadn't really gone ballistic spending anywhere, so I didn't really have to go, like, I didn't have to look amongst, like, the bottom floor of defenses to find one with a good matchup I liked. I was kind of in the, this, a, this was a middle tier price-wise. This is, like, seventh most expensive defense on the board or so. But I, I like the Vikes to whoop that ass on the Bears pretty effectively this week. I think this is a good quality ass whooping in Minnesota. So, just to make sure I'm on this, I understand you're not afraid of the fact that Justin Fields averages a whopping 118 passing yards a game. Those 118 passing yards per game do not intimidate me, no sir. The fuck is that possible? It's I'm I'm fucking cold blooded over it's like here. 1960s dude. football in a I'm, blizzard. Yeah. Oof. Ooh. Yeah. That, that's crazy. 118 a game. 117.7. You were rounding up. That's so generous of you. <laughs> give, give, give that guy a little bit of a break. Give him a little right? bit of a break. Nick's a nice guy like that. I don't pay up for defenses, but I mean, Jesus, I, I can't be, I can't fault anything about that. I, I took I the Cowboys. It was like seventh most expensive. That's not even like yeah, yeah. Um, I took the Cowboys at twenty five hundred. Yeah, they live in other teams' backfields. Should be able to knock Stafford around. We talked about this. That's it. $2,500. One of the cheaper, actually very, very low priced. They were the, well, the lowest defense was 2100 The Cowboys were 2500 Yeah. Put it that way. Great savings. Yeah, you, you saved $1,100 over my defensive play. Uh, and with my big, exciting tight end for $3,200, Logan Thomas. Yeah. Commies? Commies. This one's... I just, I just didn't have a ton left for tight end money. And uh, this was one of those... All right, I got to find one cheap this week because I spent money elsewhere. And uh, if he gets a touchdown in 40 yards, it's a sweet day. He's had flashes of sweetness in his past years. Hasn't done much yet this year, but... You could have gone Evan Ingram. Double jag stack. Yeah, I've, unlike you, I've never been much of an Evan Ingram guy. I don't have a good reason to explain why I'm an Evan Ingram guy. Yeah, but uh, no, it's, you know, thirty-two hundred dollars. 
he was in the price range I needed him to be to build the other stuff I wanted. So Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram is the kind of guy that if you want to like make excuses for him, you're like the guy's really athletic. Right? He's one of those guys that if you want to talk about him in a positive manner, you're like super athletic tight end, right? But then the next question is, if he's so athletic, why isn't he any fucking good? I don't like I... It's a phenomenal question, sir. <laughs> Very athletic. That's cool. He still sucks. Still sucks. I rounded out $3,800 David Njoku. David Njoku, $3,800 is pretty fucking cheap for a guy that has over 73 yards receiving in two straight games at the tight end position, plus a touchdown. 14 catches the last two weeks. Nice. Hell yeah. It's a steal. It's a steal. Once upon a time. $3,800 steal. People thought this guy once upon a time was going to enter the upper echelon tier of tight ends. Maybe he's just doing it. Four years later than people well, thought. Fucking Browns paid him like he was going to this offseason. Yeah, so, you know, maybe yeah, maybe this is David Njoku's year. It's the year of the Njoku. Also the Njoku. Official national animal of New Zealand. Njoku! Nice, man. That's That was our DFS lineups. Brought to you by Shenanigans. With a hint of tomfoolery. Just a hint. Just a just a dabble. A dabble do ya, you know? Do you know um can you name another tight end that was drafted in the first round in the same year as David and Joku? Hang on, I gotta put my time cap what year was that draft? It's twenty seventeen. And Joku mm. went twenty ninth overall in twenty seventeen. And there was another tight end that went in the first round there? Yeah. Was there it actually, Mark Andrews? There might have been... Mark Andrews was not a first-round pick. There might have been a third, but I know that this one was drafted first round in the same year. Oof. I can't think of it. Who, who, who is it? It's Evan Ingram. <laughs> Hilarious. Nice. All right. All right, sir. Uh, let's talk about survivors. You are you survived again, right? You are still kicking. Still a survivor. Not going to give up. Not going to stop up. You will work harder. Still kicking. We're moving towards some some pretty decent money in a couple of these pools I'm in. But uh, it's down to you and Adam in one still. Correct? Yeah, but there was only ten people. Yeah, but you know that's still hey, that's still hype. That's fun. But we're still we're still pl- prodding along here. Prodding along. All right. So uh, who are you taking this week? Who's Jacksonville. Here? Jacksonville yeah. to survive. It's like this is the the week that you just take fucking Buffalo and don't think about it, right? That's I what know. I would. Um, that's, that, that, that's what I was gonna do. This I'm week, breaking yeah. my rule. Yeah. That would be my rule, but I'm taking Jacksonville. Nice. I guess what I should do in theory, if you're gonna like talk about a strategic approach, is I should take Buffalo in the one that there's only me and one guy left, and I should take Jacksonville in like some of the ones I'm in that have more entries remaining. Stands to reason. My official pick on this show is going to be Jacksonville. He's officially picking Jacksonville. I'm officially picking Buffalo. I mean, I'm not in any survivors, but, you know. I've no, got, keep the party going. Keeping the party going. Did I survive last week? Yeah, absolutely fucking not. No, I picked a terrible thing last week, right? You picked the fucking Lions, Yeah, man. that was a bad call. Yeah, pretty classic. Me. You picked the Lions, who got beat by the team you picked the week before that. That also lost. Yeah. Yep. Just a week behind. Lions are going to win this week, and I'll have been just a week behind oh, again. Oh, buddy boy. Oh, boy. Or a yes. week ahead, rather. Jags it is, pal. Jagging it. Um, man, do do Jacksonville fans say jagging it? 
they make a lot of jagging it jokes. Only when I, they're playing in San Diego. <laughs> they're jagging it, jagging it, jagging it in San Diego. In yeah. San Diego. Yeah. I would. I'd be making jagging it jokes all over the place. Like, man, fucking Trevor Lawrence is just really out here jagging it today. It's going to be interesting how long. So it, through four weeks, Adam and I have made the same pick in two weeks. We both took Baltimore week one, both took Cincinnati week three. We've also both used the Packers, but in different weeks. He did it in week two. I did it in week four. And then I'm missing the Rams. He's missing the Vikings. So a lot of common thought process between he and I. Yeah, that holds up overall. Yeah. Stands to reason. But cool, man. We did it. We Friday fived up. We fucking went into our bets. We talked about our props. We I feel about Friday five fantastic. F4. F4. Actually, F4 makes it F5. F4 does make it F5. And fuck. Into perpetuity. But we want to thank you so much for giving us a listen by allowing us to enter your ear holes with our nonsense, talking about all the types of things that we like to talk about. These were an hour away from Major League Baseball playoffs. Do you have any baseball hot takes? Playoff Not a takes one, man. I, I, Anything. I, haven't wa- I haven't watched a single baseball game this season. I don't know, man. Well, there weren't that many. Yeah, there was only 162 who played by each of 30 teams. Well, Not that many games. 100 and, yeah. I mean, you really multiply 162 by 15. That's a, yeah, yeah, exactly what I was going to say. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I was, yeah. That's that's the correct way to get them the math on the, the thing. But. Yeah. Yep. I was just pointing out that 30 teams had played 162 games. Snap. That's a lot of, that's in fact a lot of baseball games I could have watched, and I did not watch <laughs> one of them. That's all right. What about, uh. I'm going to throw one out there anyway. Yeah, please do. Tell, tell uh, us what's going to happen. Uh, prognosticate the baseball playoffs You for us. can bet this. This is how I would bet the MLB playoffs. On FanDuel, I would bet. This actually kind of plays along with what you did earlier with your Buccaneers thing. Uh, you can bet World Series outcomes. I would do Mets over Astros at plus 3,200, and then I would also do Mets over Yankees at 3,500. 32 to 1 and 35 to 1. You love the Mets, eh? Um, not the NL. Do, I mean, do I love the Mets? I don't know. That I know I you don't. I, I don't mean fan wise. I no, just no. mean to win. I Listen, if you're going to look for a value in betting the baseball playoffs, like, give me the fucking team that has Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer. That's the end of the. That's it. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Pretty crazy is. What is the uh, well? I'll look up the whole bracket later. Any other any other sneaky teams you like? What are what are other couple couple other Cleveland. sneaky teams? I think Cleveland is a sneaky team. They strike out less than anybody oh, the, else the in the Guardians? major leagues. Yeah, high contact rate, over eighty percent contact rate. They don't they don't strike out. That makes them a dangerous team in the playoffs. I don't know. I think everything else should play out relatively status quo. Interesting. Hmm. Mm. Well. Riveting stuff. I'm excited that it's baseball yeah. playoffs for you, man. That's uh, that's uh, that's got to be exciting times. Got to be pumped. Do you want to tease what we're going to talk about on Sunday, which will probably be released on I don't know Tuesday, Monday. Yeah, uh, Sunday. Were we going to talk trades on Sunday? 
that the plan? We got to get your text messaging back in order, pal. We're, we are not communicating on yeah, a high yeah, level. My, my text phone's been up. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. My phone's been screwing up on me, so I kind of lost track of what we were doing there. Yeah, we're going to give we're a, throw a, some basketball preview stuff at you, right? That's right. A little we're bit of college talk. basketball talk, some NBA talk, some fantasy basketball talk. Yeah, hell yeah. All of those things. So Nick and I play in two fantasy basketball leagues. I suck in both. Uh, well, so one of them we co-manage, and we got uh, we we made we made the money last year. We profited last year. It's a big money sixteen team league. We co-manage that bad boy, and we uh, we profited last year. So that's a that's a good sign. And uh, the other one is a dynasty league we've been playing in for years and years, which your boy has done historically very well in. Jesus, and being invaded by a very fluffy, very cute dog—that's what the heavy breathing is. It would be impressive if I could both breathe that heavily and speak at the same time. It's actually me. Dee's is just <laughs> being nice just, and saying it. And Nick just came over to me and uh, jumped on my lap and started panting heavily. I, I like one. basketball. He likes basketball. This is a what lot, happens. Folks. We get fucking enthusiastic about basketball. But yeah, make sure to give it a listen. That'll drop indeed on Monday. Ooh. But we're gonna we're gonna talk all that schniz on Sunday. It's gonna be I'm not ready fun. for this episode. I got to do some prep. Get that dog out of there, man. No, that sounds she's, ridiculous. She's very cute, though, man. She's very oh, cute. I like the dog a lot. I hate her. Poppy, love ya. She'd make a nice rug. Oh, that's messed up. I know. Peta's gonna shut. Peta's gonna down shut it down. Don't worry. I will protect her, Peta. I what will. I meant to say is she would make a nice rug in Russia, where I don't live. Yeah, obviously. She's an adorable queen. And, uh, you know, speaking of things that are adorable, you know what I find adorable? <laughs> people who give us five-star ratings and blast Aww. some comments out there and hit like and follow and subscribe. Like, the people that do that, utterly adorable. Like, so cute. If you, if you were to give us a digital thumbs up, I would give you a thumbs up in real life when I saw you. I, would, I might give you two, like the Fonz. Ah, oh, just like the Fonz. Nick is just about as cool as the Fonz, too. He's even got a propensity for slapping jukeboxes. So it's pretty similar. It's pretty close to one for one. Uh, doesn't wear a leather jacket as often. And to my knowledge, no. doesn't water ski. It hasn't been, it hasn't been jacket season in a while. That's true. Well, we're entering jacket season. So you, you've got the chance to prove me wrong coming up. If you've got any leathers you've been meaning to it bust out for a while and Fonz it up real good. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to another installment of the Friday Five here at D2B2 Sports. We'll uh, stop recording now, and then we'll decide what we're going to title this bad boy, because you know we like to throw absurd titles at you. And we had a lot of absurd topics we talked about today to pick from, so find out right now while you're listening by looking at your screen and seeing what this episode is titled, The Friday Five, colon. I'm on Endorse the Divorce. Endorse the divorce. That's the episode title. All right, I, I can write, I can fuck with that. It's the Friday Five. Endorse the divorce. Once again, I'm Derek Weber. That's Nikki Sager. And as always, you stay classy, Planet Earth.